The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We're back with another installment of Odds and End Zones on VGN Radio. You have myself, Seamus Clancy, and I'm joined as always by Zoe. Zoe, what's up, my man? What's up, bro? How you feeling? Okay. I went to the game Sunday. It was a nice day. Uh, I expected there to be a bigger Chiefs contingent there. Yeah. Well, we have a Chiefs bar here, too, there right? Is your Chiefs yeah, bar? Yeah, in South Philly, Big Charlie Saloon. Uh, used to live right by there. And maybe they were just all watching there, but I expected, yeah. you know, they only come to town once every eight years mm-hmm. or whatever it is, so... I thought there'd be a nice crowd there. And then obviously Andy being back there and that connection too. Yeah. But it was okay. And, and the game was fun. You kind of go in with low expectations. And, you know, I talked about some podcasts earlier in the week on From the Bleachers. It's probably a little too hard on both the team and Sirianni in particular in that show. But at the same time, that the fact that you're in a game kind of changes your perception of what your initial expectations were. If they go out there and they're down 17 to 3 at the end of the first quarter, it's like, you throw your hands up in the air and say, hey, that's kind of what we expected to happen. But if yep. you're up 10-7, if you're getting into the red zone and not actually punching the ball in, if you're in goal-to-go situations, you're not punching the ball in multiple times and settling for field goals and and punts in situations where you need to be firing on all cylinders, taking every risk and chance you can to be a te- beat a team of that caliber, especially when your team isn't – your defense isn't getting a single stop in the world and you have Alex effing Singleton, a linebacker, playing against – Tyree Kill, maybe the most explosive player in the history of the league. That's when you want to pull your hair out watching yeah. the game. And it is one game, you know, if you look at it from the beginning of the season, hey, you might have thought they were going to lose the San Francisco game and potentially the Dallas game and for sure the Kansas City game. So it is what it is. But watching it and living it in real time uh, kind of sucked. But uh, in, an, in an inverse crazy way, I think this is a weak, weak five down in Carolina that before the season, like, okay, this is where they're going to get their second or maybe third one of the season right here. And this team's three and one Joe Brady, the former play caller for that historically great LSU team with Joe Burrow on the Heisman has Sam Darnold looking awesome. And I thought Sam yeah. Darnold was a scrub. It's, it's uh, an indictment again, once again <laughs> of Adam Gase for sure. Uh, but I think it might say more even about Joe Brady than it says, how terrible Adam Gase was. And I think Matt Rule, he's a has that Philly connection with Temple. I think he's that great leader of men, executive type head coach. So I don't really know what this identity of this Carolina team is going to be. They obviously have a lot of skill position talent. I believe 
I don't know if Christian McCaffrey is going to play right now. It looks like no, but even if Chuba Hubbard plays, he's quite talented as well. And someone I've talked about in the past during the pre-draft process, uh, someone who I could have been interested in the Eagles taking. So I think they have a lot of weapons. They still haven't been using our guy, Temple guy. I think Jersey guy, Robbie Anderson, a lot. Yeah. Um, but we'll see that that only means because he's playing a Philly team that he's going to have, you know, that that Quez Watkins right. line of right, exactly. two catches for 74 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. Right. Yeah. Well, they they also, um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, they're very, they're very zone heavy. So, like, you know, you do what you wonder how um, their newest acquisition as of 16 hours ago, uh, Stefan Gilmore is going to going to acclimate but he's he's really good you know in space he's a good tackler so I, I think he won't have any trouble there um the other side of that is you know he may get one or two practices in this week i'm sure they're gonna i think he might be on pup i don't know if he can play I yeah so that too. like can they take him off because he's on a different team so that i'm not i don't know specifically. The other thing i was i was I, i'm still unsure about that that specific rule because he's still technically um from new england he was still on pup so we're not um, CBA guys. We're just having fun, guys. Yeah, <laughs> please, please. We are not CBA guys. We're just, we're just talking, talking shop. Um, <laughs> but even like even without Gilmore, I know they, you know, they lost JC Horn with with the crazy broken foot. For yeah, a that was months. insane. Yeah. Um, but that defense, you know, is still the defense is still formidable. You know, they gave Dak and, and Zeke and those guys at least a, a good fight up until the, the the third and fourth quarter last week. Um, and they got, you know, DJ Moore, another Philly guy on the offensive side of the ball. He's been he's been having a good couple of games and Sam Darnold's playing with a lot of confidence. I, ironically, I, I, it, it is the again, speaking of Joe Brady, like Sam Darnold had two rushing touchdowns last week, which is like Lamar. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all right. So Sam Darnold is their is their best running back, I guess. But um, they're still a team even at three and one. We still don't know a lot about them. And I think this is a game, if you're the birds going down there, this is a game where, you know, you could – this is one for the cat. Um, you go down focused and, and see if you can maybe steal one. Um, Carolina's a tough place to play for anybody. Like, I, I don't see – I know that in general they have – you know, their fans are, are really loud, passionate, and they play um, They play really tough at home, just like, just like most teams. So You got Sir Purr out there amping them up. Right, <laughs> 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 banging the drum and stuff. So I, I don't have my immediate read is it, it's going to be. I think it'll be a weird game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if um, you know if the, the birds came out firing on all cylinders and um, you know were in it and then eventually won it. But um, I also am not surprised if Sam Darnold decides to throw for a three hundred yards or whatever. I, I feel like it's just it's been. It's been that kind of season for this Eagles defense so far. What I'm concerned about, I think Brian Burns, their pass rusher, yeah, is absolutely incredible. Yeah, he's, I think a, he's a I think he's a future All Pro, if not a guy he's who's so going to get buzz like this this season. And if Lane's not playing, if my lot of plays and is banged up, and I will say Andre Dillard, who I've buried a lot in the past. Has played really well through two oh, games. Yeah, I think so. Sure. I want to give him his flowers. Like I know a lot of media members are tough on him. I know BGN in general specifically has been tough on him. And yeah. I will say that as a guy who hasn't played football for nearly two years, I thought he played really well against Dallas and again against Kansas City. So yeah. I will say that. But I think Brian Burns is uh, pretty awesome. And even if my lot of plays and is still a little banged up, 
that could be a difficult matchup. Yeah. But one thing I did like, you said, I think I could see the Eagles coming out and maybe getting a quick touchdown and field goal, mm-hmm. getting 10 or 13 points in the first quarter. Yeah. But you saw something like that against Kansas City, a team where you thought the Eagles might be a little bit overmatched. They came out, had a er- good early game script. And I did see the Eagles' first quarter. I don't know about them winning this game. I feel like it might end up being one of those crazy, funky scores, 26-23 either yeah. way. But Eagles' first quarter was plus 130. And I think that's a little intriguing. If you're not really keen on doing the Eagles' money line, I don't really like that. Eagles plus three and a half, which I feel like is a, you know, that's a teams that seems somewhat evenly matched yeah. on the road. That kind of feels like a toss up line. But I do like the Eagles first quarter plus 130 if you're going to throw some action specifically on the Eagles winning at any point in the game. I could see them leaving the fourth quarter up, like, you know, 10 3 or 14 7, something, something yeah. crazy like that. Um, you know, they are, they had a really fast start last week, which was great. I I think we can. Um, I'm not sure if I want to bank on them having another fast start, but I can definitely see them putting up some points. Like I, they get, you know, they get Gainwell and Booby in space. Um, then we're really talking, you know, once they can get get that short that short pass game going, and and maybe they get a couple of bubble screens to to Quez and 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 uh, and Rager, uh, knock on wood. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think that it's certainly not out of the question. I think if you take you take that plus one thirty in the first quarter, and, and you know even if you just bank on the defense having a little bit more pride, and maybe yeah. you know getting a couple of key stops, maybe even turnover, um, you can you know you say all right, well maybe we'll end the first quarter up seven three and still a win. Yeah, I like when you brought up Sanders and Gainwell going into last week's show, talking on last week's show. We thought there was going to be a huge overcorrection from. Mm-hmm. Nick Sirianni's offense of whether the team's going to run the ball or not, run the ball more because between Miles had two carries against Dallas, Kenny only had one, I believe, and then right. Jalen had some. Those aren't all really designed yeah. true runs. And there were mo- more against Kansas City. I think Miles carried seven times, but only for 13 yards. Uh, Kenny was a little bit more successful, but still rarely running the ball. Yeah. And I talked about this again on, on an earlier podcast this week on From the Bleachers, but there was legitimate run-the-ball chant from tens of thousands of people in the stadium. I've never heard something like that before. And I'm left wondering if Miles Sanders is a holdover from a previous coaching regime. You know, Howie Rosen's still in charge. Howie Rosen's the draft guy. But I'm left wondering, does – and you saw that how much Gainwell was used in the passing game. I think he had 58 receiving yards, yeah. I believe against Kansas City, is he Sirianni's guy? And Sirianni is a little reluctant to make him that, you know, true number one running back. And he knows that Miles is talented, but maybe just isn't seeing it. And I see the lines of uh, Miles is overrunning rushing yards is 46 and a half. And it's minus 115 either way. I, I wouldn't touch over him on rushing yards at all. And we see Gainwell plus 230 touchdown. Those odds are better than Miles's. Yeah, I would hit that that Gainwell touchdown thing rather touching a single thing with Miles right now because I'm not even sure how the coaching staff use him. I know the fans like him. He has a lot of home run potential. He showcased that in his first two seasons. Wasn't great as a pass catcher as, a, as in his sophomore season, but was really good in that in his rookie season in 2019. Yep. So I have no idea what to make of him myself, let alone what the coaching staff thinks of him. I saw I saw a couple people mention this. Um, and I agree. I, I I don't know if he is the if he's the guy that this coaching staff is going to hitch their wagon to. Like you said, like he's a 
a previous regime pulled over. I think they love Gainwell. That's very clear. Um, and it seems like when they need a, a spark, when they need a play, Gainwell's the one who's in there. It's not Miles. Um, and I don't think – I think it's just an indictment on really how they feel about Miles right now. Um, and, and I don't know if – I saw someone saying, like, you know, what if – if they trade him, or what if he, you know, requests a trade, anything like that? Like, I, I don't know if we're in that territory yet, but I do think that, um, I, I do earnestly think that Gainwell is the guy who they trust at least to to give them what they need in, in, in the run game. And as little as they rely on the run, um, unfortunately, right now, Gainwell is the guy who's going to take, he's, he's been taking a lot of those opportunities. He reminds me of a player, and I'm not saying the same caliber of player. But I'm talking about usage, especially in contrast to an established running back on the team. It reminds me of when Westbrook's first started getting some run with the Eagles in 2002 and 2003. And Deuce Daly was the established guy. Yep. He's had some thousand-yard rushing seasons, had some great moments in, in Midnight Green, and you know, the franchise fan base loved yep. him. But because of the versatility of Brian Westbrook, and again, Kenny Gainwell isn't Brian Westbrook. I would bet he never is. I think Brian yeah. Westbrook is a guy who played – did a podcast this over the summer. If he played today, he's a Hall of Famer. So I'm not saying yeah. that. But this guy who has this juice, electricity, there's something so intriguing about his skill set that he's creepily and creepily taking over for an established guy who still is pretty good in his own regard. And I, I, I think that the, the other point about that is I always feel like uh, so running back is becoming increasingly more devalued, at least first first round pick type running back. Yeah. Because, you know, you can get a, a really good back in third, fourth round, maybe sometimes even fifth, depending on. Gainwell right yeah. there. Right. Depending on how deep the draft is. Um, but I think those guys also, there's something to those, those guys coming from multiple back systems. Like you look at the Georgia running backs, yes. you know, all those guys came in with not a ton of tread on them because they all came from multiple back systems, right? So, you know, you look at a guy like a Sonny Michelle, Nick Chubb, but all those dudes are still turning and burning, you know, uh, because when they were in college, they weren't, they were the feature back that wasn't the feature back. Like they, they shared the backfield. They also, they, they kept a lot of that wear and tear off of them because really the, the shelf life on a running back is, man, what two seasons, three seasons? Like you're, you're hoping for two, you know, thirteen hundred yards from scrimmage right. seasons on a day three pick, and that's a win. And then you're cooked, sure. right? You get right, and then, you're, and then you're you're drafting that guy every two, three, four years. Literally, easily, that's easily. And then maybe even you, maybe if you get three years, you consider yourself lucky. Like if yeah. I get a third year where you know you get me eleven hundred, eleven hundred rushing, and like you know a thousand receiving. I'm calling it, you know, I'm calling it a win and, and telling, yeah. you know, nice, you know, have a good, good rest of career. But that's really the world we're living in right now where you just, you, you just can't live with one feature back. Like a multiple back system is how you win. It's how you're going to win. Um, you know, the good teams, great teams are, are starting to do it. And, and it's something that starts even, you know, from the high school level on up, like the, the multi-back system is where a lot of teams are finding pay dirt. I wonder when we'll start seeing more prop bets for game one. I think there might have been in week one or week two, but we yeah. haven't seen it the last two weeks. And whether that's a, a prop that's just receiving yards for him or a, you know, sometimes they do have the 
the numbers that are receiving and rushing yards combined. I think from yep. Miles this week, I saw on DraftKings at 68 and a half, which is outrageous yep. for a guy who was a pass catcher this year yep. and has had nine carries through two games for like no under thanks. 35 yards yep. total. I, I would not touch that at all. We still see Jalen Hurts consistently being the Eagles' re- leading rusher, though. Yeah, He was at 47 rushing yards against Kansas City, and the over-under, I believe, was 49 and a half. So that's the second straight week he didn't hit that. But you see this week his probably just going off of last week, what happens if Jalen's throwing the ball but also makes some moves when he's dropping back and hits some runs is 46 and a half. And I feel like that's – you know, that's a push almost at 46, yeah. 47 yards. That's kind of what you're expecting. I think that's a very fair line. And sure. um, I'm almost at the point where I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to hit it either way, but I'm almost thinking like he might be a 44, 45 guy. And I think the passing yards line this week, and maybe it's an overcorrection or overreaction to last week where he had 387 yards against Kansas City, but his over under on passing yards, 242 and a half. And whether that's the Eagles, if the Eagles are going to be in this game and based on the play calling and situational usage from Nick Sirianni, Hurts is going to be probably throwing the ball at the most of the time. And then if you want to look at it a little bit more pessimistically compared to what happened against Kansas City, if they're behind, he's obviously going to be throwing the ball at time. Yeah. I think he might get closer to that. He's going to be closer to 300 yards, I think, than 250 yards. And I think the, the other thing about that is – Right now, they're a team that has to cater to what their opponent is doing. Yeah. So, you know, Kansas City got into their run and gun, their air raid, and immediately you saw exactly what they did on the offensive, offensive side of the ball. They immediately got Jalen out and started, you know, throwing it all over the place. So I think it really does depend on, one, if they start, if they come out firing, and I think they're just going to let Jalen churn and burn. Um, and two, if if – Unfortunately, if Sam Darnold goes up two touchdowns quickly, then you then you're going to find yourself having to throw the ball over the place. Um, so right now they're not they are, and that it's a philosophical thing for another podcast. But right now they're just not a team that's dictating what they do. The other teams dictating what they do. So yeah. you know if it if it turns into a, a straight out straight out slobber knocker, I feel like we're going to see a lot of passing yards. Or if it turns into just a defensive struggle. You know, we might see a little bit more of Miles and, you know, Gainwell, you know, getting their little, you know, four or five yard um, runs, you know, runs per carry. So, you know, I think it really depends on how Carolina comes out. I've been noticing the last couple of weeks, DraftKings has these weekly specials on there. And, I, I hit one before. I mean, by hit it, I mean I bet on it. I don't think I actually hit the bet. Yeah. One. But this week, it's – I think they're a little bit of a ripoff when you evaluate it compared to another book, and it's just kind of a spicy thing that you want to you see and you want to bet. To Sam Darnold, who I think you said rushed for two touchdowns last week, Sam Darnold and Jalen Hurts to both have over 0.5 rushing touchdowns. And that's plus 500. And you're saying, oh, that seems cool. And I remember one of the past was Jalen rushing touchdown. Yeah, and Devontae receiving touchdown at 500. I was like, oh, this is fun. I'll do this. But comparing and that's plus 500, you know, $10 to win 50 bucks. But on FanDuel, if you did, if you use their same game parlay, it's if you did a Sam rushing touchdown or an anytime touchdown. Yeah. And Jalen a rushing or anytime touchdown, that's plus 786. So I will say I like DraftKings book the best. 
We don't have any affiliation with a specific book here, so it's not one of those types of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I will say, be wary of those little specials you might see of DraftKings or even Foxbet, these, these boosts and things like that, and shop around a little bit because that's something I don't do enough. If I'm doing a little parlay, I should you know, can contrast it to the Fox bet, FanDuel, even Barstool app, those types of things. Yeah, I'm I'm also a victim of that. Like I'll i tend to, you know, find one horse and stick with it. But um, you know, to everyone, I definitely suggest shopping around and seeing, you know, picking one thing you like and seeing how everyone else is playing it. You know, check your Fox bets, check your bet MGM, see, yeah. you know, see who has it, see see who got something different. I know um Recently, as as far back as the beginning of this NFL season, um, you know, Bet MGM has been going hard, hard to paint with a bunch of different things, and um, most most recently, like build your own parlay. Um, yeah. with the cool option that they have. They also have, you know, just like everybody else, that you know, the money back feature, depending on how much you wager. So definitely, especially for us, you know, we don't like I said, we don't have any affiliation with any of them. Definitely shop around um, because. It's also money money you're spending weekly. So, you know, if you're throwing a little, little 20, 30 bucks, sometimes 50 on, on NFL Sunday, like see how much you can make that stretch. You know, like yeah. maybe um, get a little bit more strategic about stuff, do a little bit more, you know, research the night before or the day of, see, you know, who's playing, who's deactivated. Like you saw last week, so many game time decisions. So we're already, yeah. we're, we're in that, we're in that phase of the NFL season where, Guys are literally now week to week, like concussion protocols. And, you know, I just saw today, right before we hopped on, um, Baker Mayfield has a partially torn labrum. Like, what? So, yeah. Um, Who's their backup? They said no surgery, but yeah, I, I would, you know, if you're someone listening and uh, free fantasy advice as well, if you, if you um, have Baker in fantasy, double check who the Browns backup is. Uh, I got Kareem. That might be a good game. Oh yeah, for yeah. him or Chubb, for both probably. Yeah, yeah. This Browns. I forgot what show they said. There's definitely a partially turn. Oh my god! Guess who their backup quarterback is? The Eagles played him in the 2017 season. Wait, is... <laughs> who is it? Case Keenum. <laughs> <laughs> That, that that was the quarterback for the Vikings and oh, the, the last game the Zodiac Killer ever watched. Wow. The last game the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, our ever guy watched. Gary, the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> His profile picture ever is a stinking Vikings hat on. Like, and Nick, Nick, Foles, Nick Foles killed the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> Yo, the Foles, the Foles legend. BDN, thank you. The, the legend grows. He killed the Zodiac Killer. That made my day yesterday, and then seeing that, that no, it's case came out, just gave me that laugh all over the, again. The internet is so good. The memes were already so funny, and then when it came out that he was also a Vikings fan, that really that made me holler. I was yo, I was laughing. That's the best thing so that's ever happened all night. I was, I was like, this is very, 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 very awesome. Only thing that would have made it better is if he's like, if he was in a Vikings hat and a damn. Uh, I call Anthony Towns jersey. Or like Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy <laughs> Butler jersey. Yo, that's so funny. Um, yeah, man, our guy, Kev uh, Stefanski, has his work cut out for him. I, I don't know if uh, they – so the NFL, NFL players are, are machines, but they didn't even – they haven't even ruled him out. They just said he won't like, – yeah. he won't need surgery, so he's going to plan on it. But, I mean, dude, you can only lift – 
one in your arms right now. So I can't imagine how good. He sucked before that. So I, I can't imagine how yeah, good he's going to be that. now. Like, if you, like you, did you see, that's why I'm like very, I'm very, I try to be very careful about my, my Jalen critiques because we could, we could have, we could easily be staring at a Baker Mayfield who is just terrible right now. Um, yeah. Pre injury. Like, this passing, I mean, he had OBJ wide open like six times last week and the ball was on the other side of the field. Like I, I, I can't imagine what that conversation was like afterwards. I want to close up looking at one line and one player. And I think he was the greatest hope going into the season for the Eagles. And he had his first true breakout game against Kansas City. Devontae Smith had seven catches for 122 yards. Chef's kiss. That's exactly yeah. what you wanted to see. From Devontae in this huge game, going up against a team that made the last two Super Bowls one-one. You know, one of the best coaches, QBs, tight ends, receivers yes. ever on that side of the ball on offense for their offense, and he balled out to keep the Eagles in that yeah. game. His line is set at sixty and a half receiving yards, and I, I don't bet on a lot of the things we talk about it, but it's nice to talk about. Maybe I yeah. would do a little parlay where I do Smith receiving yards and a Gainwell touchdown. I really like that. And yeah. Devontae hasn't scored since week one. He might be overdue for a touch on himself. Had one sure. called back against Kansas City. And I think that's a situation where I think he hits that comfortably. I'm thinking maybe an 85, 90-yard game from him. I, I would even say, you know, definitely without without J.C. Horn and maybe, you know, probably without Gilmore, I think he he can he get another triple-digit day. Um, yeah. But definitely, I think he definitely eclipses that. That mark maybe maybe seventy eighty comfortably. Um, hopefully, maybe even by third quarter. But last week, it was more of what he's been doing, you know, all season. Really, just you know, him and Jalen just had a. a much I feel like that connection was finally clicking. Yeah, I was going to say that connection literally was finally clicking, and it helped. So it was good to see him. You know, he's crisp on his routes. He was fighting. You know, he was getting. He was. He was. He's wiry, but he's strong. So you know, he was very strong in his. Um, his movements and and you know, Jalen was just fine. Um, touchdown being called back obviously was a game changer and stuff. But I think he's going to have a lot more opportunities for that in this game. Um, so I would definitely bet. I, I would hit the over on that extremely hard. Yeah. So this is if I'm going to do one bet this week, I like this little same game parlay I have right now. It's a Kenny Gainwell anytime touchdown. Yep. Smith anytime touchdown, and then Smith over, and then this is on Fanduel. The, the 16 and a half line is on DraftKings. Well, but Fandle has him at 59 and a half, and that would be plus 1593, 10 bucks to win $159.30. Uh, we're no experts who like to have fun here, keep it lively, keep it light. <laughs> um, but that is one thing I'm very intrigued by right now. Yeah, like I do like I'm I'm in love with the the game, game well anytime touchdown. Um I think Miles still has better odds right now. And if yeah, you just, if you looked at Took away what they've done in the past, right. the draft positioning, the rookie status, third-year right. vet status. You would think Kenny Gainwell is the feature back here. And I, I think that I would love to know how teams are game planning for them now because, yeah. like, we we talk about it, you know, and, and the people way smarter than us talk about it, but they're, the Eagles right now are a team that doesn't really have an offensive identity. Right. So, like, if your team is just game planning, like, what do you even game plan? You know, like, are you are you saying like we got to take game well out of the game, or we got to take you know Sanders out of the game? I, I think a lot of times teams are saying, all right, so we know Devontae Smith is. It looks like he's he's their guy, so we you know we key on him. 
we put our best cover corner on him. And outside of that, we'll just keep everything else in front of us, which for the most part has worked. Um, you know, the Chiefs were um, – their defense is, is so-so anyway when they were without one of their best pass rushes last week. But still, it looks like at least right now the teams are saying keep everything in front of us and keep Devontae Smith off tilt. And if I'm a guy like Gainwell, I'm taking full advantage of that. Yeah, that means that means that you're going to let me, you know, operate in space a little bit. So I'm going to take my little my little dink and dunk five yards and try to turn it into fifty every play. And he's a guy who I think can do that. I mean, we've seen it. He did it a bunch of times at Memphis. I think he's a guy who can definitely, you know, uh, rip it and run it once he's got a little bit of space to operate. Close up. You got any college bets for Saturday for us? Let me see. Let me see. I was talking. I was talking to a friend about something. Um, the one thing I'll give you, I'll give you two games um, that I that straight out. So, or outright, excuse me. So, um, the game of the week: Iowa versus Penn State. Shout out to all of our Penn State guys. Um, definitely some listening to this podcast. For definitely sure. some listen to this podcast. We love them. Um, I actually think I, I believe a lot in the Nittany Lions this year. Um, Iowa's got the third ranked defense in the country. They're mean and nasty. Um, a bunch of, a bunch of, a bunch of strong dudes on that defense that will punch you in the mouth. But, um, I don't know. This Penn State team looks a lot different to me. So, um, I like Penn State. Uh, I, I would take Penn State in the points. Um, and the other game of the week, one second, we'll make sure I got my research right. I'm sure Tom is if it's Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, so it is Saturday. Um, college game day is actually going to be, I think they're there. Oh, I forget, but anyway, um, Georgia and Auburn. Georgia, number two ranked team in the country. They are another team. That, they have the number one ranked defense in the country. Uh, a bunch of five stars and guys who will just uh, knock your head off on that side of the ball. They're playing Auburn, who also has a really, really good defense and um, yeah, I feel like saying SEC and good defense, like saying the sky's blue, but still, like they're both really, yeah, right. really good defenses. Um, and you know that that Auburn Auburn offense is can score some points. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a really fun game. But I like again, I, I like Georgia in in the points in that one too. Um, I don't know they they they're they're playing different as well. So I, I feel like uh, this is the year we see something different from from Georgia and Penn State. So those are those are my two to stick with. But again, we're just guys talking shop. So if you lose money, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you lose money on me, that's that's your problem to begin yeah, with. That's who's just, your that's... who's your college football playoff right now? Bama, Georgia, whoever wins this Iowa Penn State game, and then like I feel like and, that's a... and you know what? I, I got I got Bama, Georgia, um, the winner of this Iowa Penn State game, and I, I like Cincinnati, man. I think well, I think a... I know people complain about non Power Five like yeah. two blue blood schools in there, but yeah. Throw them in there. You know what I mean? One of the best college, the second best college football game in my lifetime was because they threw Boise State in the BCS Dude, in the Fiesta. They're so right? much fun. And they, you know what? And they, like, it's not their fault. They beat who they played. They have a really good quarterback. Like, I think he can put up points. Like, yeah, like, correct. And they beat all day. Like, yeah. they're fun, man. They're a fun team. They let, until they prove you otherwise, let them in. Like, that. that's my, that's my playoff right there. And I, I, I certainly think Cincinnati deserves it. They're not like, Again, they're not a they're they're nobody's you know Cinderella. Like they play, their offensive puts up points. Their defense does enough. They have a they have their marquee win. So until they you know 
So they go out and you know poop the bed. I, I would I would ride with them as my fourth team. You have an incredible amount of non-blue bud schools in the top fifteen right now. You have yes, isn't that crazy? Coastal, Coastal at fifteen, who's undefeated at five and zero. BYU at ten, undefeated at five and zero. And then again, Cincinnati at number five, ahead of Cincinnati's five at four and zero, ahead of a six and zero, or should I say five and zero, Oklahoma team. Also, <laughs> and then if you, I mean, that whole one, like you got San Diego State's there, um, SMU is in there. S- yeah, San Diego State twenty five, SMU is twenty four. Twenty four, yeah, like there's, and then even like schools that you don't think of as football schools, Wake Forest is nineteen. Auburn, uh, Kentucky's 16 at 5-0. and Kentucky's 16. And Wake's, Wake's 5-0. and A lot of these teams have played – like, these these teams have all played people. Yeah. You know, like, this, these are true. A lot, of these, a lot of these teams, like Kentucky and SMU, like, they play – you know, they play actual teams. And those are true, like, 4-0 and 5-0. and It's just a year where – so I was, I was talking about this with um, a friend of mine. This is actually a good spot to kind of to wrap things up, but it's long gone are the days where just your 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 high school talent was just in one part of the country. Yeah, like guys guys are these kids are so talented now, and they're all they all have so many you know varying degrees of skill set and expertise that if you're good, a college will find you. So yes. like. If you're, you know, if you get looked over by Alabama or Georgia, like all is not lost anymore because here comes a Boise State or SMU saying, yo, like we love you. We're going to let you ride for four years. You can come in and start as a freshman. And like, guys, that's appealing to guys. Like you you go to, go to Alabama as a five-star, you may not see the field until your junior year. You might not see the field ever. And like even ever, like there's a bunch of guys who graduate who are like, yeah, I I came in five-star. And then, you know, the most I played was, you know, that I played six games my, my junior year and I played, you know, four games my senior year. Like that stuff yeah. happens mostly. So I, I feel like the colleges are getting a lot more smarter. The the playing field is even out as far as like the haves and the haves nots in terms of, you know, what schools have, you know, in terms of facilities and fields, like what they can offer. Like you, it would be, I watch, um, one of my guilty pleasures on TikTok is watching the um, what a lot of the, the high school prospects do on their official college visits. Yeah. And like you should see, like these kids go to like I don't know, go like they pick any non blue blood school, and you just take a look at the facilities these places have. Say so like, like wow, like like it's a D one school. You know, like we're not yeah. a we're not a SEC or ACC, but we're still D one. You come here, you're still Living lavish for four years, and you're, you know, and you're still, we, we still get scouts that come to our pro day and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I, I just fight the playing fields level, and that's what you're seeing now is that all these, the top 25 is evident that. Incredible analysis of the college game. <laughs> Expected nothing less. That wraps up for you. We're about 34, 35 minutes in here. This is a good, this is a good run right, yeah, right here. Right. Joe, anything else you want to say? I think this closes it up. Be back next week. Uh, we'll we'll figure out a recording schedule for next week because yeah. the Eagles do play on Thursday. Yeah. We usually record on, on Thursdays, Wednesdays, so I think he might try to get something either later in the week or potentially maybe even Friday. We'll, we'll yeah, Friday. Out, we'll, yeah, Friday we'll might be a out. nice little change to kind of yeah. do a, 
a Saito instant reaction show. Yeah, nice little there. change. Nice little change of pace. That actually yeah. might be good, especially yeah. um, our all of our takes will be fresh, all the game tape and all that stuff. Yeah. So maybe a little Friday. Yeah, I like that. All right. Keep bleeding green, Zoe. Thank you. We'll be back Again, next week. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, all that good stuff on your podcast platform choice. Also, we do record these videos and put them up on YouTube. So subscribe to the BGN YouTube channel. Uh, easily to find online, and there'll be a link to it in the podcast description. Talk to you next week. Peace. Open, open for a win. <laughs>